0: If it is a passive kind of ignorance, we move about in a foggy bliss of unawareness. If
1: we make ourselves ignorant,
0: if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truth. We miss the beauty,
1: as well as the full depth and worth of the universe.
2: Hi, this is, good morning, you're listening to KPOO San Francisco, Prison Focus Radio, this is Kim Pollack, director of California Prison Focus. I'd um, like to make a quick announcement, and then I'm going to pass you over to our hosts, New Bay and London. Um, announcement, California Prison Focus um, is a is – pr- Prison Focus Radio is a program of California Prison Focus. We're a very small grassroots organization that uh, works to – uh, bring forth the voices within California's prisons to expose and end the human rights violations that are taking place in California prisons. Um, we publish a quarterly newspaper. We have this radio program, and we create other platforms to to bring the voices out and uh, let people that are inside uh, be a part of the public discourse. Um, so I want to. I'd like to read one quick um, quote. From a letter from a a California Prison Focus correspondent um, that really reflects why we ask for your support. Dear California Prison Focus, we are equally inspired by you all's conviction in assuring that our lives mean something other than our fall from grace and empowering us with a sense of family beyond these walls. Oops. You know The honing of our self-discipline and understanding of life were years in the making, and people such as yourself were highly instrumental in the changes within us over the years. Our ties to society have grown and brought a sense of understanding, compassion, that we have been denied for so long. It is through you all that our humanity is enhanced, restored, so may you embrace this struggle of ours as your own. As we take yours as ours, inspiration is twofold and is a beautiful experience. In struggle and solidarity, Lorenzo. So again, um, we, we depend on your support. We appreciate your support. Please go to prisons.org. You can uh, learn more about what we do and you can make a donation. Um, we have a match donation um, up to $25,000 by the end of this year will be matched. Um, we are very grateful, and we ask you to support us now so your donation will be doubled. Thank you, and let me turn you over to our hosts, Nube in London. go. Um, Hello?
1: London, hello. Yes. Okay, you're here. I'm not hearing <laughs> him yet. <laughs> okay, she might have to call us back. We'll see what happens. We're here. Good okay. morning. I'm
0: here. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. Nice. <laughs> Yay. Good morning. What? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kim, Glad for uh, being
2: there. Yeah. Oh, yeah Thank you. Down. Yeah, it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, so can we just update the listeners and let them know exactly, like, what's happening right at the moment, and, Absolutely. you know, we like to include them and keep them updated. So currently now, I'm not in the studio. Uh, Kim from Prison Focus is holding it down there at KPOO, and I am currently in offices of Legal Services for Prisoners with Children. All of us are none, Um yeah, so we're just doing this remotely. And I just thank you again, Kim, for just holding it down in there.
2: My pleasure.
0: Yes. I'm grateful cool to have you
2: both help. here.
1: Yeah, this is this is fabulous. We missed you all last week. Hope you had – was it last week? Rena? No, the week before. <laughs> oh, it was the week before. All right. Yes, that's right, <laughs> because we had Desiree Morales on last week, which was awesome. So, yes, welcome again Thursday July 18th it's a good and beautiful day Um, hope everybody out there is feeling um, as best as they can Um, Kim thank you so much for um, that introduction because it really does uh, really set the the tone for um, what I uh, what we wanted to bring today and that was really just to continue to read some letters From the folks on the on the inside, Um, you know it's 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 so kind of sobering and and inspiring at the same time to have um, to know people like you, London, and other folks that have returned home um, because you're really kind of the the face of you know what's possible. for folks that have that that lived experience of being on the inside, and I think, um, you know, for us um, out here that haven't had that experience, um, to build our awareness and build those alliances and friendships, um, I really just um, reminds me about the folks that are uh, have yet to return to us, and that their voices. Um, Again, like Kim said, to really be a part, continue to be a part of of the dialogue um, around the changes that need to be made, uh, the dismantling of systems, and um, and and for us, again, out here to be aware um, and have a little bit more um, intimacy with their humanity. And so, I wanted to. Um, there's there's a lot of issues happening within um, California state prisons still, um, and namely like the um, the merging of the yards and issues around um, yeah just what the guards are doing um, and how the um, the folks inside are are dealing with it with hunger strikes and things like that and. And that means that families are being affected, and that means for us out here, those are people that we're going to be in contact with, and um, and these are our friends, these are our community members, and so it feels really important to make sure we're always bringing forth those voices from the inside, um, because you never know there uh, you will meet them one day, and they'll become your friends, like London. So, um, I'm going to be reading a few letters, um, from issue number 58, and, uh, you can have access to that on, um, if you go to prisons.org, which is the California Prison Focus website, and there, um, you can read the past issues. Number, um, issue 58 is our most current issue, and we're soon to be working on issue 59. So, Does anyone want to say anything before I start on this next letter?
2: Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, listeners out there, Um, those that um, all of you, and also I just really want to give a shout-out to um, our our friends and loved ones behind the walls as well, and a shout-out to all of the family members that are, are fighting for their rights and also, um, you know, just uh, having that experience in their lives as well. Um, so this first one is called One Case, One Prisoner, One District at a Time, and it is an excerpt of a letter. For 2019, I'm calling for aid in support of my plan to break the prison system by statewide civil litigations, where all prisoner cases proceed to trial and absolutely no settlements because mass civil trials by prisoners statewide and especially those which end in favorable judgment would surely begin to tap into the state's budget eventually crippling cdcr's ability to operate its plantations also known as institutions the impact alone would surely bring down prison walls to accomplish this we must first ponder the I have a dream speech conveyed by ML King Jr. and be inspired by the ability to use the American legal recourse to redress all or many of the wrongs that we describe in prison focus. I have a dream that one day, mass civil trials and judgments by prisoners who suffer injustice while exploited for what tax dollars our bodies bring will thwart prison operations statewide by staking claim to the very tax dollars used to render us a part of an industry or commodity as opposed to a part of the human race. I invite and challenge all who concur and share my dream to brainstorm. Help me put this dream in effect by building necessary resources and connections with people who will give life to this movement, one case, one prisoner, one district at a time. Anonymous.
0: So Kim, let's break this down. I mean, I'm sorry, New Bay. Let's break this down a little bit. So, uh, is he saying that we should go to trial more? I, I'm sorry, I was a little
1: yeah. Because unfortunately, um, one of the big issues around people being inside is that they're being forced by prosecutors to take plea bargains, right? Yeah. And basically saying that if they go to trial, they're going to lose because. It's almost like they're being punished for taking it to trial and actually using their legal right. Um, because what it's gonna take again, um, it takes time and energy and resources, right? Um, and so they're forced to take these plea bargains and find, and find themselves pleading, um, to things that they didn't do.
0: Right, so absolutely. So this really hits heavy close to home because, um, that was very similar in my case. So Mm -hmm. I myself, um, I wanted to take mine to trial. And I remember my lawyer telling me that, um, you know, if you take it to trial, you will lose. Like that was his exact words. You will lose and you'll get 15 years so sign this five-year plea so you can move on with your life because the uh, federal system has a 98% conviction rate. And so I remember just feeling crippled and scared and, like, you know, I didn't even understand honestly everything that was going on with me i I remember reading over my plea agreement and all the technicality words that technical words that were within it. It was just very confusing someone who had no type of you know um, experience in the legal system, never been you know like I just like I was just so out of my element. And I remember signing that plea, not fully understanding it, and um, and still ended up with 13 years, nine months. And I believe that the state system as well has uh, over, I'm not sure the exact uh, percentage rate, but I know that it's within the 90s uh, as far as their conviction rate, um, you know, it's. Yeah, their conviction race. So, yes, people are being, it's like a scare tactic to force them into a plea agreement. And, and, and it's so true. It's like um, when you're in that space or whatever, you're just like, I mean, I don't even know exactly what words to express, like just that dark place that, you know, that you're just trying to just figure it out and you're like fighting for your life and you just have no control. And the people that, Is supposed to be helping you at times you're like you know um, you know I'm gonna say speak for myself it felt like I don't know if one time my lawyer had been passionate about his job and had just been in it too long and who just like but i seem. I felt like I was just another case for him and so it's a very um, yes a very scary situation
1: Oh, and and I I can imagine again that the, what I hear from you is just that feeling of like any sense like your head is spinning any any sense of grounding that you ever felt in your life is just completely wiped away any sense of support um, that you know that would yeah you don't you don't have that support so and People that you could rely on, like your family members and and friends, are all away from you. You're just you're just surrounded by these people who, like you said, have literally just taken the control from you. And so, how? Like, I mean, this person in this actually used the word dream, right? I mean, partly why I also wanted to read that letter, and I'm so glad it elicited this from you because this is it's so important. That you know, this is a this is a, you are whole human beings. You are you, you have feelings and and dreams and and ideas and and wisdom and all of those things have b- become completely blocked when you are just taken over by the system. How was it like? Like you didn't have access even to like talk to your mom about what was happening in that moment. Well, the
0: thing is, though, Nube, even like for a lot of us, you know, uh, because that's who they target uh, more so, and they prey on, in my opinion, is the um, the black and brown, the the low, the poor community, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So even being able to talk to my mom, honestly. Um, it wasn't, that wasn't going to change the situation because she didn't know, you know, she didn't know anything about the system as well, you know? And so we were just with, you know, lack of knowledge is ignorant. So we were ignorant to the system. That's and, uh, but the thing is, like stepping away from even just the emotional aspect of it is that one of the things is that, you know, to, you know, uh, to take your stuff to trial is, is a constitutional right. That's a that's a right, you know. Exactly. And it's so, um, but the thing is, is though so the it's it's almost like um, so they offer you a plea, right? And then literally, if you decide to not take that plea, to exercise your American right and take it to trial, and you end up losing, then what they'll do is the repercussions of it is they'll give you three, four, five times or A a thousand times, because sometimes they'll just give you natural life. If you uh, if you're found guilty within trial, it's like the repercussions of it. So if you think about it, like the sense of like our 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 governance of the sense of the the lack of just it doesn't make any sense. How can you offer me a certain amount of years? Like this happens all the time. You know, a person they can offer a person 15 years. And then all of a sudden, uh, when that person decides to exercise their right, they take it to trial, and they lose. And all of a sudden, now you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison, natural life. Because that's what a lot of them get, is that they go to trial, That's they, they set the tone of it. Hey, and that's how the folks talk about it. When you're in that holding cell with other people, Everybody's, um, like, honestly, a lot of folks are, like, working off of fear, thinking off of fear. So, that, you know, you'll have folks to tell you, um, hey, don't take it to trial, man, because I know such and such who's lost, and now they got natural life, natural life, natural life. So they do that on purpose, like, hey, if you don't, if you don't sign on this dotted line, we're going to make sure that you, your, uh, your death certificate says escape by death. This is the type of conversations that they have with you. So you can imagine the mental state that can put someone
1: in. I, uh, I, I can I can only, and I I really hope the listeners are trying to imagine that, and also understand again. And there are family members that are attached who then, uh, like your mom, like yes, uh, you know, not not being able to support you in any sense of the the word, right, um, and. Um, and so it, you, um, it's like criminalizing justice. It's how our, our, our system is not about justice. I mean, it makes it very, very clear that it's not about justice. And, and, you, and yeah, you are retaliated against. And that's the same thing that's happening, um, especially in state prisons, um, when you stand up for your rights inside, you're also retaliated against. So it's, uh, they, they say very clearly that justice is not, I mean, in so many words and actions, right, with, with policy and actions, um, that justice um, is not for the people that have been um, convicted of a crime who have had to plead to things that they didn't, that they didn't do. And it's horrifying because, again, it's and these are there are people like you and other people. The person that wrote this um, this letter that sparked this conversation, um, there are people attached to, to him or her, um, and they're asking. And still, though, so this is what I find amazing. Um, just to you know. To kind of uh, build out this conversation, uh, maybe move into a little bit um, direction, which is why I wanted to read a few letters, because the diversity of thought and um, these are people, these are people behind the bars. And that's one of the things that we are always trying to do here, right, London, is um, really uplift the humanity and, and, um, and keep the, the public aware that these are not just criminals to be enslaved by the state, um, these are people that have dreams and wisdom and talent and goals and family and a life that they want to get to, um, and, and, and great ideas, and again, manifested in someone like you. So, I wanted to read another letter um, that comes you know, with a different, a, a different flavor of um, their experience inside. Um, if I may. Does anyone have anything that they'd like to to say before I kind of transition into another letter? I'll go for it. All right. And thank you, London. Um, It it really is such a blessing to have your presence here. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, This is called Don't Let Them Win. And this is actually reprinted from issue number 57, and I will remind folks again, you can go to prisons.org and read these wonderful letters and commentary and excerpts from the folks by going um, to prisons.org and looking um, and going into the newsletters and reading the newsletter. And also subscribe to the newspaper, because it also means that people, more people on the inside will have it, as well as family members. Um And this is from issue 57. Greetings to my brothers and my sisters in the struggles and the everyday process of survival within this this beast entitled Armageddon, throughout all the 35 prisons, a.k.a. plantations, in the burning state of California. This is your brother in faith, in the movement, in the trial and tribulations. I am Zuri Sana Kabisa Young. I am a true and old friend of the California prison's focus, which has was known as the Pelican Bay Information Project, 1995. I am the CEO, founder, president of the California Civil Rights Unit, CRU. I request that all factions within the prison yard population cease the violence against other prisoners who are similarly situated as you are. Stop working for the police, sheriffs, prison guards. Stop doing their dirty work, stabbing, fighting, hating, and stealing from, you, from yard you are on gp general population stop killing my movement sny special need yard stop killing my freedom ndy non-designated yard stop killing my unity when cdcr puts abbreviated letters in their facilities to label you stop letting that be the reason you plot hate and kill your brother and sister they planned to create division and separatism when they started sny in 1999 they were never going to protect you They just allowed you to choose a side, kept you separated from your enemy, and then when the time was quote right, bring you and him or them together to the place of battle. That's the truth. The real reason why they started non-designated yards. Strictly for Armageddon to go to war, and they hope for you to kill one another. The reason they want prisoners displaying violence is because of all the new laws passing and coming out. If you wanna go home soon, join the CRU the California Civil Rights Unit. And if you can't join us, don't hate on us when we wreck the CCPOA and CDCR, as you know it. By Zuri Sanakabisa-Young, Love No Limit, Let My People Go. So, so, Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that, um, you know i'm not like you know yes i was i'm formally incarcerated but there's a lot of things within a prison that i've not experienced right and as a woman you know my experience um and even where i did my time has just been different you know i've been to five different prisons and every prison has been different so when we've been talking about this yard merging and so forth i've been talking to the staff here at lspc And I love it, again, because I'm around folks who I can relate to um, who can shed light on different situations to me as well because um, 75% of the staff here is formerly incarcerated. So one of the things that I was uh, talking to one of the staff members here about is the staff, um, the yard merging, and I was getting his opinion on it because I've never experienced that before. And one of the things that he brought up that rained, like, like, that I did, could relate to is how he said that, um, you know, it's crazy, London, when, you know, um, the different crimes that they have out here, you know, like, honestly, like, when the folks who are sentencing us, they don't judge us by our crime. A crime is a crime to them. Like, you know, they, they look at us all the same, no matter what we did. They look at us all the same. He said, but then all of a sudden, when we go inside those walls, we are, uh, start separating ourselves like based on our crime, you know, like and 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 I, and that rings so much true to me because that is what happens. Like for example, it's like, um, oh, you you um, you did a certain type of drug, so I'm looking down on you. You your charge is this, so I can't fool with you. And this and the other, and I think that um, the way that the uh, the prisons is set up they the uh the staff there like almost strategically uses that at times to put us against one another. Absolutely. And so yeah, and so he was talking about like the yard merging in his opinion and he spent over uh twenty three years in the um, not the state and he was speaking on like yeah with the yard merging what he would just like, if he could talk to the folks in there and everything, it's just to say, hey, we need, like, unity amongst each other, that they are the ones who are separating us. And, you know, a, we have to stop uh, belittling each other or separating our children or demeaning one another based off of our crimes and this and the other versus we need that unity and uh, focus on the real issue at hand and see it for what it is is a strategic move as what they're trying to cause division amongst us. And I and I and that reigns so much truth. Like I you know I've never experienced yard merging, but I definitely have within the system. Um, see how we can judge each other, um, how we separate based off of our past. You know, like it's almost like I'm a better than you because you did this and I did that kind of thing. Well,
1: you know. I, I hear that, and I and partly why I, again why I wanted to kind of bring a, a diversity of of, of letters is because it really just speaks to the reality that these are human beings, and human mm-hmm. beings are diverse people and have a, a, all kinds of different ways of of uh, responding to their situation at hand, right? And so interesting, I I I, I I'm really so intrigued. Um, how you put it, where um, yes, you're all kind of lumped in as you're just criminals, right? And so, but turns out you're actually not all the same. <laughs> you're actually people that that have an idea of your own humanity and your own sense of self, and um, and 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 can would like to make decisions about what your uh, about the situation that you're in. And so um, there's so many differing opinions and ideas and ways that people go about um, dealing with this merging of the yards. And as we know, um, some of it can be, it, I mean, it's it's also incredibly um, dangerous what these, these guards are doing, uh, you know, pushing people together and making them have to... Uh, make decisions that, um, again, very diverse ways of of doing it. I mean, I, I can't make any, um, you know, I can have no opinions about it. I just it's it, I, I But I love how um, what you said is basically what I hear is that these are human beings behind there. They're not just criminals, and how they. Um, and finding, and, and the, those folks actually that, like your friend, who, um, you know, talking about how, um, you know, finding those people to, to uh, unite um, against the, the, the common oppressor, basically, those are the people too that end up being more targeted uh, because they don't, um, the, this system doesn't want that kind of. That kind of unity so yes they use these um these issues against these divisive issues against um, folks inside to cause um to create that division um because i i mean i hope I hate to be crass but but um without incarcerated people there are no jobs for for those folks and I'm gonna at this point I'm gonna I would like to read the 13th amendment that says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction um, I, I, I I really still believe that we are um, addicted to um, the exploitation of black and brown people. I don't want to say bodies, because these, they're people. Um, and, um, so, um, but yes, it's, um, it's, it's very unfortunate. And, and it also brings it, um, to mind, again, I don't know if the listeners, um, if you were with us last week, if you remember our guest, Desiree, um, Morales was on and as a family member as a as a as a loved one um there is an effect for these these merging of the yards um in in very detrimental ways for those that don't have the presence of mind necessarily um like your friend who um you know had had more of a uh You know kind of a a revolutionary um, organ um, organizing activist way of of handling his situation it sounds like and you know and um, you know wanting to educate folks on 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 uniting Um, it's not necessarily the case and um, and people are being harmed and it means that family members are also um, being harmed on the outside
2: can I so Add a little something, Nube. Oh, come on in, of course. (laughs) Just (laughs) please to comment on what he brought up in the letter about um, some people kind of adding to the the fire and of the the um, efforts of CDC to you know divide the population. Um, They they do even though the merging of the yards is a is a recent thing, they have been feeding into this division for years. And part of the way they do it that he, um, that letter referred to is they give people privileges and favors, you know, according to the, all the letters we receive, we hear how um, these guard, some of the guards give favors to people um, that will get them to a different housing unit or um, get them a cell phone. And they have to um, give confidential information in order to get these privileges. So in doing that, which gives them fuel to use against other people um, that often, very often, affects their ability to parole out, um, you know, it's pretty serious. And they they create, um, again, they create this division to you know maintain power by breaking up any kind of concentration, you know any bit of unity, um, which is really why the guys in the short corridor created the agreement to end hostilities to bring people together so they could fight. but because of these privileges um, and the the confidential uh, information that is being used against people um, it really it, it creates this division and and when the yard before the yards were merged, the people who you know, maybe we're taking some of these favors um, and we're separated from the people that weren't. And by merging them, that's why there's been this huge spike in violence, and that they um, keep kind of keep this violence going on. And the, these um, hostilities in between, because if the people came together, the force of the unity would be so much stronger. And and that's um, some of the politics going on inside that he refers to.
1: I, absolutely, yes. It's the, the undermining of the agreement to end hostilities.
2: Exactly. And
1: um, yeah, and so again, I want to um, encourage the listeners to... Um, I mean, actually, I could probably read the agreement to end hostilities. But so I love how you uh, brought that up, Kim, because there was one last um, piece that I wanted to read um, that speaks very specifically to um, the the whole thing around the, around the privileges. Um, and then, if we do have some time, I would like to um, read the agreement to end hostilities because I um, I agree with you. I, I, I still think that's just one of the most powerful. Agreements and um, uh, the documents, and that—I um, mean, would you agree, Kim, too, that um, those folks have um, that created the agreement to end hostilities? Right? They've been separated, so now they can't. It's—it's it's difficult, uh, more and more difficult, to pass on that wisdom of the agreement to end hostilities. Right? That,
2: that true, knowledge. and not only that, but the agreement to hostilities, they wouldn't allow them to post it in the showers and in areas, the yard where other people right. would see it. They called it third right. party communication and they will do what they can to, you know, put an obstacle in the way of the, of the kind of unity that's, that's needed. So, yeah,
1: um, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's do this. So since this, um, I, I, I would love to get these words out from, uh, this, this person. And then, um, I'm thinking we'll probably will have time to read the agreement to end the hostilities, but again, um, it can be read on our website at prisons.org. Um, so, uh, speaking back to what you brought up, Kim, um, this is called the true source of the problem. In regards to those inmates who perform the, quote, dirty deeds of the guards for minor perks and privileges, i.e. cell phone, tobacco, job, etc., this is a product of the prison environment that can hardly be curtailed because the breakdown of the prisoner population is so complex. Some prisoners have no outside financial support, so they, quote, sell their souls to the guards. Others may have sentences that exceed a lifetime, so they shed all of the attributes that define a person as a human being and drift into acts of depravity, predatory, and wanton violence, accepting tokens from the guards in exchange for assailing against another prisoner on their behalf. What was once a weapon against these types of prisoners are books and material on race, history, politics, and carceral thinking. I recall how a book like COINTELPRO Papers or Seize the Time and others awakened me to the various methods that a government agency would employ in order to keep people divided and their weapons pointed at each other, rather than at the true source of the problems. Tracy B. Washington.
2: Yes. Um, And it's so important for people to realize that, you know, somebody gets a favor by by reporting that someone else made a comment or whatever whether it's real or not and and that that person may get a violation not even um, having the due process to challenge it and they get a violation that prevents them from parole they might get a three-year denial five-year denial or 15-year denial based on these you know unfounded pieces of information it's really a huge problem
1: and these, and these days are mothers and fathers and uncles and sons and daughters and husbands and wives. These are the days that we're talking about. These are, are people that, these are people, again, these are people that have the wisdom and the talent and the dreams and a life that they would like to get back to. Um, and it's not just them that then has that is being um retaliated against that's being damaged by this. It's all the people that are attached to them that love them. And I want people to know out there too that there are plenty of people in there like this person said that they don't have any outside financial support or they don't necessarily have um people in their lives that can support them. But we here are those people.
2: Including some you. who spent <laughs> decades in solitary confinement. Right. The guys who wrote that spent decades in solitary confinement, and they're having a hard time getting paroled out.
1: Exactly.
2: So um, we're
1: not going to be taking any um, news. Sorry, London, did you want to type in about anything around this? Oops, London. Okay, she might be on
2: mute.
1: She might be on mute. Okay. So we're not going to be taking any um, musical breaks um, today, it sounds like. So we're at 1140 right now. So hi, folks. Just uh, Bear with us for a minute. How about if I read a piece of poetry to just kind of um, break things up a little bit?
2: Yeah, that would be great. How does that
1: sound? Okay. Because mm-hmm. we have some really beautiful, uh, beautiful words So, I'm going to start with Ancient Wisdom by Ruben Rivera. The echoed silence of solitude resonates throughout the cell. It becomes a spell of misery if you allow it to be. The rest middle door opens at times and shares a glimpse of freedom and breath, only to close again. I stare at the rain through my back window, and gain spiritual strength through powers not of this world, perhaps the spirit of Aztec dancers chanting and encouragement, for they too endured captivity. They devour the notion of mental anguish and it escapes my body like vapor, only to be replaced with a patient mind and where I find ancient wisdom and perceive things clearly as I learn. That nothing is impossible, even from behind these dreaded concrete walls. Mm. That's beautiful. Right, right. And these are the people, mm. <laughs> these are the people that we want to return home. These are the people, again, that have this beautiful, beautiful poetry within them and talent, and wisdom, and again, just dreams, and and, and love, and confusion, and all the things that we experience out here, and we'll be so much better served out here, people, so And that's Harriet. one of the things that I just, you
0: know, is just so important, you know, especially for anyone that can hear us, you know, behind those walls right now, is just that, um, to I know it's hard. You know, some days you just wake up in there, and as soon as you open your eyes, you just feel this heaviness on you, and nothing even happened except for you just, you know, you woke up that morning, and um, just always having to try your best to um, you disconnect yourself from society, and you you just go in survival mode and just figure out what you can do to push through. You know and um myself i was a dreamer that's what got me through my time is that um i would just get lost in my thoughts and planning and just just visualizing myself on the streets you know like you know people used to think i was crazy i would go jogging and i would come back in and folks would be like well well how was your jog, london and i would say um Oh, it was great. Me and my aunt, we went to the little cafe in San Francisco, and you know, we went, you know, blah blah blah. And they just thought, you know, they would. Those who didn't really know me would look at me like, "Oh gosh, you've lost it," you know. But that was just my way of. I had to. Like I had to. Uh, that's what got me through. What pushed me through. But unfortunately, too, that one of the saddest things I think you can see in there is that. When you come across someone who's just lost hope, who's just, who's just given up and they don't know what else to do.
1: And that is just like, um, yeah, that's what we want to, to that. And ultimately London, that's what I want to change because, um, you know, restorative and transformative justice, alternatives to people, um, uh, to people being incarcerated, it's just so much more loving and so much more caring. And that's really the place that I want to go, because um, that work can be done out here. We need to, I mean, there's a huge transformation that needs to take place. I mean, I'm an abolitionist in terms of, of um, ending legal slavery, and because I feel like it's taking place within our prisons, I'm also a prison abolitionist. They go hand in hand for me because I think there is a much better way to have people be accountable. And, and that's on both sides because um, most people that are being convicted of a crime have had some kind of harm done to them as well, um, whether it be, you know, neglected communities or otherwise. And um, that we are allowing people to our community members inside to lose hope. That is not good for anybody because there's a whole community of people attached to them, whether you know them or not. I didn't know you before. I didn't get to know you for the 15 years that you were locked away. That's not okay with me, folks, and that shouldn't be okay with anybody. Right. And
0: I think too new bay is that you know I always try to tell folks and everything that you know um sometimes i think that people don't get involved because they feel like if they get involved that they have to like like it's like almost like going head to head battle with you know fighting a movement on their own and and that's not the case it, what 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 starts chipping away this you know this wasn't built overnight and so this didn't happen overnight so In order for us to chip away and to get at this and to to become stronger and stronger, is to everybody do their part. Everybody do a little part. So even you know, if you know someone that's inside and you know you're a busy person, but just on a little sticky note, if you just write, I'm telling you, I'm telling you folks, it goes a long way. If you write, you know, hey, someone is thinking about you today. You know, uh, be your best or something like that. Like I'm the type of person, like I always say in our meetings here, that a hug, I'm type I a hug can save a life. A hug can save a life, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's basically saying, you know, extending and making someone to feel like, hey, someone is thinking about you. Hey, I care. Hey, I did not forget about you. That goes a long way. That goes a long way, like you don't know what a person could be facing that day, what's going through, even out here on the streets, you know? Right. And and so I think that you know just encouraging folks is, is that everybody has to do their you know if everybody just does their little piece and everything is like we we can do this we can totally expose this and do this we can we can totally um, build our folks more and more up in there and as well as bringing awareness and getting people involved so that we can fight this beast
1: i totally agree people any little thing that you feel like you can do, it will be important because you're right. It's about chipping it away. But if we do it together, it'll come down a lot faster for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I, I really, I, I uh, again, listeners out there, um, we hope that this is inspiring for you and um, and, again, I'm reading letters from our newspaper, which you can subscribe to. And people, they, these folks ask you to write to them. You can just write a quick note and say, hey, I read your letter, and I just want to send you some support, you know, just words of su- support. So um, it, it really is going to take all of us, because the truth of the matter is, whether you realize it or not, we are all affected by this and whether you you feel it strongly or if it's just something intuitively or just somewhere in there our spirits are being affected by this so i'm noticing that it is um uh, we are getting close to our time um so kim i am gonna um give over some space to you london so that you can um Make some announcements, because I I know y'all are so busy over there doing some great things, Um, and so I want to give you a chance to give some updates and announcements for things that are coming up for you. And before you do that, I do just want to let people know that um, Liberate the Caged Voices is going to be happening at the Freedom and Movement Center on July 31st, which is a Wednesday from 7 to 9. Uh, Please look for us on the calendar and also on Facebook. All right, London, take it away.
0: Oh, well, thank you, New Bay. I appreciate that. Sure. So, hi, folks. So, everyone, uh, if you don't know, my name is London Crowdy. I'm a policy fellow here at Legal Services for Prisoners with Children. All of Us Are None. We are located on 4400 Market Street, and that's in Oakland. And yes, the Freedom and Movement Center that New Bay was talking about, that's a part of us. So, tonight, folks, we are having our All of Us Are None monthly meeting here at the Freedom and Movement Center. Again, that's 4400 and Market Street. That's at 630. Tonight's meeting um, is we're going to be talking about housing. We have John Jones who's going to be in the building. And, you know, that's one of when folks are coming home, um, returning citizens, returning uh, returning folks, I'm going to say, um, that's one of the main things is that, you know, uh, like everybody, honestly, in the Bay Area, is you know their worries is housing. How do I obtain housing? And often, folks, you know, it's it's uh, another you know um, another hurdle for returning folks is because oftentimes, sometimes, because of just because they're felling, they're not offered housing or the support uh, that is available to them just because of their conviction and their past history. So yes, yeah, so you can come tonight to tonight's meeting and get more information on that. That's the all of us or none. All, everyone is welcome. You do not have to be um, system impacted to come. You just have to care. That's who we're asking to show up, is that you know you can just, we have oftentimes have folks who um, don't really even know nothing about the system, but they just wanna come and be in a presence and get informed, and we, we greatly appreciate that. So that's tonight at 6.30. Also, um, on Monday, July 22nd, All of Us Are None Legal Services for Prisoners with Children will be in San Francisco at the City Hall at 9.30 a.m., and we're going to be talking about ACA 6. Of course, I speak on it every week. What is ACA 6? ACA 6 is a constitutional amendment that will reinstate those who uh, are currently on parole the right to vote. So what we're saying here is that, hey, they have to pay taxes. They have to um, abide by the law. They're expected to abide by the law just like any other citizen. Then why can't they uh, vote? Democracy needs everyone, folks. We know that this is just another uh, tactic of keeping us left behind, to not letting our voices uh, be heard. So, again, we need everyone. It's going to be so important that if you are available, please just come down to City Hall. On Monday in San Francisco at nine thirty, we will be there. And if you need more information on any of these subject matters, you can always email me at London. That's L-O-N-D-O-N at
1: prisonerswithchildren.org. Thank you, Nube. Oh, uh, of course, and of course, I'm gonna. I I want to just say, I mean, that's that's a part of what we're talking about. That everyone has a part to play. And some people are really good at or have the time, first of all, to be able to go down and support and put their and 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 um, build out the numbers of people that are there and um, and build that support that way. And then there are people that are really into the, the policy and legislative um, aspects. And this is an important, important part of. Uh, breaking down this system and and transforming it into something that is more um, more you know forgiving and um, practical. So um, yes, any of you, please um, you know contact London, you know, make your way down there on Monday, go to the meetings, find out more. I mean, truthfully, it's exciting actually to to find out more about people than just this one-dimensional aspect that's constantly being uh, forced on us and telling us um, and trying to make us fear people and point at people and blame people. So, yeah, if you guys got you know, an
0: opportunity, come down here, forty four hundred Market Street tonight. I would really love to meet folks. Love
1: to. Yes, We all want to meet you. you guys. <laughs> so, um, London, Can, um, do you want to talk a little bit more about the ACA six? I would love for you because we actually we have, have a two bit minutes more. left.
2: Predict- oh, two minutes. I believe we have two minutes <laughs> left. I would love to also end with a quick announcement. But okay, Ant- Nube, ahead. take a minute. Take a minute, um, London.
1: Yeah, just know oh, yeah. why. What's ACA 6? Mm-hmm. Tell people what
0: that is. Well, ACA 6 is it's, it's a constitutional amendment, right? Because um, in order to get ACA 6 passed, uh, it will have to be, um, yes, yeah, it will have to be, again, just that, a, cons- a constitutional amendment. So this is not, this is more than, it's different steps than the actual law, right? And okay, so right. that's why... We really need folks to show up. So um, just a little slightly more into detail, um, those who, when folks come home or from state prison, a lot of times, a lot, they just, a lot of them get this, like, crazy, like, sometimes they're on, on parole for life. Like, they tell them, like, you're on, you just came home from prison, you served your time, but now you're, you know, you're going to be on paper for life. Or, you know, they're coming home, we have folks that work in our office who are doing great things, who are supervisors, who are down at the state capitol every other week and doing all these great things. They've been home for three years, but because they're on paper, on parole, they cannot vote. And so that's the crazy thing is because they're dishing out, you know, they have to file taxes just like any other citizen, any other citizen, and they... uh, They have to, again, abide by the laws like anybody else. And so what we're saying is like, hey, this has to be balanced out. This has to be made right. Why can't they vote? Why can't their voices be heard? Why can't they have a say-so of what's going on? And, again, it's just this whole, like, crazy um, judicial system because folks that are coming out of federal prison, like myself, I can vote. So I have um, uh, to here that— I'm oh, so- sorry. I'm sorry. Are we out of time. I just know. I yes, think we are. We of- have to leave it at that. I know. I have- yeah. Thank you. You're not gonna go on a roll. <laughs>
2: but please go to their LSPC's website and and get more details on that. Um, one more quick announcement um, of more ways you can get involved. Come tonight. Um, there are prisoner. Uh, there are there are pen pal websites where you can. Find a way to connect with people inside, one called Prisoner Correspondence Project. And another way, and I'm going to end on this, is to please support California Prison Focus. We have a matched grant. We have to raise a, We can You can have your um, donation doubled if you support today. And uh, just really please help us, support us to get these voices out. And I'm okay. going to end with one last quote, if I may. Are we okay? I can... Um, Finish up with a quote, again, from someone inside that really uh, reflects why, why your support is really critical. Um, Dear Prison Focus, you and the good people of your staff at the offices of California Prison Focus have brought so much great and helpful information for – oops, sorry about that um, – have brought so much great and helpful information for us nonviolent third strikers. The article on page 28 was what so many of us here needed to know. It confirms all the rumors. I've made copies to post up in the law library and in all the housing units. I end this letter with the biggest thank you again and again. Your help is such a, valu- is such a value to us here. With love and respect, your brother in solidarity, Mr. Williams." So again, thank you for listening to KPOO, San Francisco Prison Focus Radio. Have a great day.